Looking at the best things to do in London and beyond? From food to fitness, bars to going out, this is the AT, the About Time Podcast. And welcome back to the AT show. This week we are talking dating. I'm really excited for this one. I feel like we can share a lot. <laughs> I think you can share a lot. Um, so we're talking all things dating in London, from some fun stats and facts to dating events, and then we've got some wicked guests on the show who are going to talk to us about their experience of dating and their companies, which in the dating world seem to be revealed. Um, so where do we start? I don't know. Where do you start with dating? Dating in London is crazy. That's what, what I'm going to start is, with. What is the worst date you've ever been on, Lissy? I have so many. Honestly, <laughs> I don't actually know where to start. But maybe I'll start with the vegan. Not that he was vegan, but he did order a vodka soda with a straw, first of all. And oh. I just found that really off-putting. And then he was telling me about his vegan ways... And I'm fine with that, but tomato sauce on bread is not does not constitute as a pizza. And he I didn't think, eat tomato sauce on bread. No, he was at home oh, when I got oh, a pizza. I'd like, like we went to a, to a pub. And with you know when people like when you're in a pub and they can't um, they can't talk like this. They talk like really loud, and I'm like, mate, like, come on, <laughs> just sip your vodka soda with yeah. the straw. Also, I just I had a really bad date with a guy I met on Twitter as well. What happened there? So bad. Like, you know when you just, like, there's no connection? We was, he, to... was he the one that you asked what his favourite petrol station was? Favourite um, <laughs> service station? Yes. What is your favourite service station this year? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, it's Cambridge Services. <laughs> it's an absolute mecca on the motorway. <laughs> and one that I always go back to. There's a Domino's, there's a McDonald's, the there's a KFC. That's the worst <laughs> chat I've ever heard. Yeah, no, then I met a guy. Do you know, the thing is, though, and I'm sure that the people listening will agree with me on this, you meet people, you know, you go on these dates with people that you've met online, and within five minutes you're like, fuck, I really wish I was watching a Netflix series at home. You know that there's no connection. You don't want them to touch your body. You don't actually want them to touch your face. You just want to go home. So you've got to bite, you've got to sip your drink, you've got to bide your time, and then you're like, great. But then on the other hand, you just get really slaughtered, and then you're like, oh, and then you end up sleeping with them. Alicia, what? This is a dating episode. This is real life. Oh, God. Practice safely. <laughs> I wish we were. I wish we were sponsored by some. I got sent some like super drug lube the other day. Did you like? And also, it was like really weird. Like, um, I got sent some cookies and cream um, lube. Made me hungry. Do you remember when your? Do you remember when your mum? You got sent um, a bouquet made out of Durex. You made your mum hold it. <laughs> no, what actually happened was Durex. Like, we've got a Valentine's Day gift for you. And I was like, oh, how nice, thanks, Durex. Gave them my home address because we weren't in the office that day. Got home and. I have like 24-hour porters at the block of flats that I live in and the porters were holding a block, um, a bouquet of flowers made out of little things of loop. And my mum had to carry it up home for me. She said it was the most mortifying thing. Thanks for nothing, Durex. Um, worst date I've ever been on, actually, is my mum set me up with someone who was so much older than me. I think it was about 19, like fresh out of 
fresh out of school, you know, just done my gap year. And she set me up with this like, old, cranky guy. I think he was probably like 32, 33. Why did she do that? We're Jewish. No, yeah. it's like, oh, come on. You're 19 and single, you're on the shelf. So that was when my mum started just parading me around. So she set me up with a date. Um, with like this a guy. nice pony. <laughs> Like a nice show horse. Um, set me up with a date with this guy and I met him at Greenbury in Primrose Hill at the bar. And I remember it was like dinner time and the guy ordered lemon meringue pie as his main. Like what? Absolutely not. <laughs> and he was so grumpy. And a hot chocolate, just like a really, really emotionally What regressed. is he, fine? <laughs> it was a really emotionally regressed um, order. So yeah, basically that was... So have you ever seen the episode of Peep Show where he's like, never trust a man who eats cornflakes, uh, eats Frosties for breakfast? That's what I felt like. Anyway, so he was really emotionally aggressed and that was awful. And I was like, thanks for nothing, mum. That's weird. Yeah. What, but, I, what, about, the, what about a good date? Um, loved, I had a really good date to a comedy night. Obviously with a comedy night, you never sit at the front. Mm. And I love going to a comedy night now and you, and they just berate the people that are always weirdly a met on Tinder, B, it's their first date, and C, they've obviously never been to a comedy show before because you never sit at the front. Yeah, I never do that. And it's hilarious. But yeah. I do like comedy because also, I don't get why you go to the cinema on a date because you can't speak to them. You're probably doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sick mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, maybe go for a drink before. Maybe. maybe I heard. I mean, you're Jewish. J Swipe. Heard that's quite popular. It is. J Swipe is big in 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 the Jewish community. If for those that don't know, it's like Tinder, but everyone's Jewish. But you can't. I can go on it and say that I will convert to Judaism, though. Yeah, I think you'd have to say not Jewish. Also, it's it the the kind of uh, the drop downs are hilarious. So you'll say how level, like what level of kosher you are. So observant, not that observant black kosher there's a real there's a level yeah there's a level there's a lot of range within judaism it's not there's not just one jew (laughs) there are many kinds of jew if you were to go on like a nice date where would you recommend listeners go for a cool dating spot do you know what i really like day dates Mm. i think day dates need more love you know you can spend the afternoon wandering walking chatting Maybe stop for a coffee. I really like the canal from Islington to up to Hackney Wick. I think that's really nice. You can stop at the barge house for brunch, mm-hmm. breakfast in a bread bowl. Lovely. I think the South Bank, as cliche as it sounds, I, I really like it there. And I think, you know, you can go to the Tate Modern, some amazing, you can go to Borough Market. I think a day date is good. I think more people don't do day dates because they're scared because they're scared. they feel they need to get alcohol in their system. Mm, it's true. But you can have a glass of wine at a pub. <laughs> it's true. Or I just like sitting in a beer garden for the whole afternoon. You get boozy on a Sunday. That's fine. Yeah. Roast. No, I'm not a roast for a first date though. Some people are weird about eating on a first date. Yes. I think eating on a... This is my view, eating on a first date. Go out for a drink first, right? So that you're in the drink and you're like, hey, this is going really well are you hungry do you fancy popping to a restaurant nearby i think that's quite nice Mm, to see how it goes go with the flow keep it spontaneous i like a day date my recommendation for a day date would be hampstead crepe and then a walk in hampstead heath that's really nice or primrose hill coffee walking primrose hill do you live in north london by any chance (laughs) i don't go in any i don't go outside any postcodes that aren't nw I'll sometimes go to an N, very rarely. When people are like, I live in Ballam, I'm like, where the fuck? Yeah. No, I went to Tooting the other day. <sighs> Tooting. <laughs> Finding Neverland. 
On yep. other dating-related news, we've been sent through lots of stats. You love week. a stat, Giles. I know. I had to. I had to curb myself on the stats. You know. Also, I love a stat because they're always by a company that has nothing to do with the thing they've polled. So we've got some new dating stats um, from oh, the UK's largest indoor go-karting company, Team Sport. <laughs> I know, hilarious. Um, so they've done they've done some research. They blind dating, pulled everyone in their office, pretty much blind dating. Um, they are saying that thirty nine percent of the people that they polled admitted to fobbing off an unsuccessful love interest with a line about them not being compatible. Can I just say, I think that it's just best to lie when you're on a dodgy date. Just say, I, I think it's just a bit like, oh, I've got to go now. <laughs> but or, not not giving a reason just be like oh um i always say that i'm i'm going on holiday the next day and i've got to catch an early morning flight <laughs> <laughs> that's no the, the, the key with a lie is to say a lie that doesn't lead to any more questions if you say i'm going on holiday tomorrow and i've got to catch an early morning flight they're gonna say where are you going that's a bad lie the 2k <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to the 2k um, what would also, you say what I, would you say oh my flatmate is locked out oh I did something really horrible. I don't know. I haven't been on a date in years, but I so said I've got, I've got, I just had a really dodgy curry. Is that bad? Or and, I wanted, and what were like? Oh, we've just had a steak dinner. Oh uh, yeah. No, say I had a prawn mayo for lunch, but it was like from the reduced section. Ah, classic. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that dodgy prawn sandwich. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a killer. Um, also, according to Team Sport, <laughs> the most popular dating app that women are using um, is Bumble. Like Bumble is, is an app that seems to be more popular with females, and um, Plenty of Fish is also high up there. And nearly half of millennials, forty six percent, use Tinder. That's depressing. I mean, it's it's, the, it's that's the, that's the dating landscape now, Giles. They've also got some hilarious quotes from people that went on blind dates. Do you think they made these up? Yes, I think they were like, "Oh, Sandra and HR throw us a line." So she's like a much older woman than I expected turned up, and her false teeth fell out. Lies. <laughs> Um, I met a girl in a local pub as arranged and she brought her parents along with her. Any straightforward thinking lady would not bring their parents along. <sighs> Nobody would bring their parents, would they? No. I would, actually, I would my granny's hilarious. <laughs> um, all, the, all the stats are quite depressing. So also, um, apparently, according, um, according, according to eHarmony, single Britons will spend a total of 329 million hours and 3.4 billion pounds on finding someone special in 2018 that's a lot that's a lot of time and then of, of this 96 million hours will be lost to bad dates God. that's a lot of bad dates why would eHarmony do this they're I like trying know. to encourage people to go on dates it's like don't do it stay at home watch Netflix but that's the thing though isn't it is like I think with London everyone's so busy you know you're trying to hold down a job a social life you know, see your mates, and then you've got a very limited time to go on dates. And when you do go on dates and they're shit, it's a bit like, oh, bugger, like I've wasted my time. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, and over half of them, 52%, will leave disappointed. Oh, God. It's a very big pond, London, <laughs> if you think about it. It's a very big pond. I'd call it an ocean. Mm. Yeah. It's an ocean full of dodgy fish. Dodgy fish. <laughs> Um, and then other stats in this week um, <laughs> mobile phone insurance provider insure to go have told us never heard of them is <laughs> 72% of singles lie on their dating profile so about 23% say they're younger than they are 16% say they're taller than they are 15% say they exercise more than they do I mean if 
exaggerating your job title, claiming they weigh less. Do you have to put your weight on a dating profile? No, but you can tell, can't you, by the pictures? Mm. Interesting. Basically, everyone's saying that they stretch the truth. Would like for you, would these things rule you out to say someone said they were younger than they really are? Well, no, so that's so, more for a woman, isn't it? Yeah, I think don't lie about your age. Because why are you lying about your age? Are you like embarrassed that you're older than than you actually are? But also there's certain things that like you'll know from first looking at someone, like if they've lied about how, how tall they are. I think, but that's the big thing though, isn't it? Is a lot of guys on their dating profile will put how, um, how tall they are mm. because women are just so self-conscious about dating guys that are shorter than them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about all the problems that women face in the dating world, but small guys, ain't easy. There you go. People are very picky. And also with online, it's fickle, you know, it's, it's all about aesthetics. It's so fickle. And that's the thing is that I don't, sometimes personality is not translated well online. Mm. Yeah, you have to give people a chance. Yeah. Although I've also fallen into the trap of being like, oh, I'll learn to fancy him. Yeah, that no. You need to do, you have to fancy them. It's not something that develops really. Not really. It's like that time you went to the all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet with that guy. Oh, God, I just didn't fancy him. No, that was like circa 2006, people. You would not catch Giles in an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet now. Definitely not in Camden. (laughs) If you want to do some cool dating stuff in London, other than our recommendations of day dates, um, there is a pretty crazy event happening. Do you want to tell our listeners about what's going on now? It's it's a real-life version of Naked Attraction. Okay. If you've seen Naked Attraction with Anna Ryder Richardson. Mm. Um, basically they get naked in the show yeah and you're gonna get naked at this event um so what they do is they supply dressing gowns to everyone you whip off the dressing gown take a good look at each other um and then you pop your dressing gown or they can wear um underwear or swimwear if they feel more comfortable that's kind of defeats the point yeah and then um and then you get changed again you have a drink you have a chat three minutes so it's 20 quid a ticket so the exhibit bar in Ballum oops I've already slated Ballum once but anyway so this is why I don't go to Ballum to be honest um Thursday 22nd of March 7 30 till 10 p.m look you might meet the love of your life and you get to see him naked on the first date would you go to a naked attraction event no <laughs> not at all no chance no do you know what I think it's gonna be really popular I think people will go but what I mean there's no element of surprise <laughs> sometimes surprise is not a good thing you're not wrong there I like how they put the press release grab yourself a well earned drink yeah bloody well earned <laughs> got naked in balance I'll have a carafe please <laughs> um, yeah and it's speed dating from there a chance to mingle chat and flirt <laughs> oh god is this what it's do you know what it's, I actually did go on a date I went on a, a to a dating event it was by match.com and it and they paired you with a person and you had to make flat pack furniture because they did this survey that most couples fall out over is is flat making but it wasn't easy flat pack furniture flat pack furniture sorry it was like a it was like a sideboard and like yeah it was hard well maybe this the is furniture. what people want maybe like, furniture was hard good maybe this is what people want we'll see if i can i can see the selling out i think it i think it could be very popular so yeah if you want to go to that then check out the exhibit bar in balham and up next, we've got guests, journalist Emily Hill and Matthew, COO of ClickedApp. This is the AT, the About Time podcast. And now, a word from our sponsor. This week's episode of the AT is kindly sponsored by Kind Snacks. If you haven't tried them before, these seriously tasty snacks 
feature delicious, high-quality ingredients and are rich with wholesome, nutty goodness. Each is made with real fruit ingredients, such as whole nuts and fruits, which are bound together in honey for a delicious and nutritious result. They're also packed with protein, fiber and heart-healthy fats, plus which will keep you full for longer. Kind contains lower levels of total sugar compared to similar snacks you'll find in the supermarkets. You can take your pick from eight bars in the range, which includes amazing favorites such as dark chocolate nuts and sea salt, on-trend pairings like the almond coconut, and my personal favorite, Madagascan villain almond. Welcome back, guys. Well, as today is our special dating episode, Alicia is very excited about this one, we have got some amazing dating guests does that make sense? Dating guests on the show. We'll go with it. Um, first up, we have Matthew, who is COO of Clicked App. Um, for those that don't know, can you tell us about Clicked? Okay, it's a relatively new app to the industry. It tries to fit the, the middle ground between the traditional online dating model with too many uh, questions and, and pages and pages of answers uh, and the superficial kind of swipe culture that's perv- impermeated. Permeated. Permeated. Uh, you know, some of the, the new... The, uh, existing apps out there so we're trying to find that middle ground where we go beyond the photos to find people who click hmm. and how does the app actually work if i was a user and i was to set up a profile how would it do it what's it look like unfortunately it's very difficult to explain on the radio it's okay. uh you set up a three question photo based quiz about what's important to you so you might pick areas uh culture politics sport food uh anything really you can actually upload your own individual questions uh and then a potential suitor has to take your quiz and get two out of three questions right before they can chat to you. Oh, I like That's it. That's quite nice. That is cool. I like it, a bit personal. What kind, Elsie, what kind of questions would you ask to a potential suitor? Um, baguette or sandwich? Oh, good. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like baguette, I would go with sandwich. Okay. Yeah, fine. Baguette too crunchy. But that's, the, the problem with that though is like, do you rule out? Do you rule out people that like could be like your future soulmate? Because you're like, nah, he didn't like sandwiches. They might throw in a curveball and put for catcher or wrap. If it's important to you, then that's yeah, important. <laughs> yeah, I think we have to what balance out the whimsical. <laughs> I mean, we have had some quite fun questions uploaded to the app. So apparently, Harry Potter is mm. a big thing. Can't be doing with it. Out. No. I'm out. Well, obviously, then yeah, you're going to fail at that question. They weren't the person for you. So actually, Gryffindor versus Slytherin was a very popular question that somebody uploaded, and, and it spread like wildfire from then on. A lot of people started using it. Oh, my God. I think mine would definitely be food-related. Same. Like, mine would be to share or not to share. Because, like, I couldn't be a someone who doesn't like to share food. But I know that's, like, quite a big thing. Like, some people hate sharing their food. But, like, I like to have everyone else's food as well. So that would be my, that would be my deal breaker. I think mine would be takeaway question. Favourite takeaway. Yeah, can you have open-ended questions? No, so you, it's kind oh, of a, an either-or. So obviously McDonald's versus Burger King is on there, I think. No, no-brainer. <laughs> McDonald's. Um, no. Burger King burgers, McDonald's chips, you know. It's a tough yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. um, what, uh, what's the response been like to the app? Incredibly uh, positive. So I think it was over 90% of uh, test users said that they would use it themselves and recommend it to a friend. Mm, and, and more recently, you've been doing um, some special events, the Date Escapes. Can you tell us a bit about that? So this was uh, speed dating with quite the twist. So instead of agreeing after three minutes whether you'd go on a date with somebody, you had to agree to go on holiday with them. 
It's a free holiday before you back out. That actually brings a lot of people back in at that point. Is it when uh, people go to Fernando's? Again, it's a mystery destination. Uh, so after the event, uh, a company called Ato Tours give you a questionnaire to fill in about your preferences, what you're looking for on your holiday uh, temperature range. Uh, and then they will organise it all for you. We've got the couples coming back next Thursday to receive their envelopes uh, and find out where they're going. Oh my God, so so how, how many couples are going on holiday? So there were... Uh, eight individual, four couples. Four couples. Wow. Alicia, would you go on holiday with someone you hadn't you just met that night? Absolutely. Would you? Yes. Wow. Is that I, just because it's a free holiday? <laughs> no, I think you can tell a lot from their buying habits and the duty free. Oh. I think that tells a lot. I'm more of a milker gal. I like to talk upon the milker. <laughs> this okay. is why you're single. <laughs> this is totally so right. bussy. Oh, like, if, he, if he buys a baguette in duty free, instead. if he goes to upper crust over Pratt, I'm out. <laughs> but it's actually true because you can go on holiday with people and you're like, no, and that can be the end of it. So I suppose it's a good test. No, I think the biggest test about dating someone is actually going away with them. I think um, finding the hotel, directions, finding a nice place to eat, do they pick up the tab at the dinners? How they split the bill. Yeah. yeah. These are all, yeah, it's make or break questions. To me, yeah. but how long are they going away for? Uh, Friday to Sunday. Long enough. Yeah. To get to I them. wish you, can you film it? Is it too late? We've asked them to maintain their video diaries while they're away and <laughs> we will do interviews after the fact. Yeah. Oh my God. I want to know how it goes. It's a bit like married at first sight, kind of. Not really. <laughs> it's a bit like first date's hotel. <laughs> we did put a little bit of science behind this. So when we looked at the answers, uh, everyone took each other's clicked quiz uh, before they did the, the speed dating. And of the people who said yes to each other after three minutes, 70% of those had passed each other's click tests. And of those who said no, 72% had failed each other's click tests. So. Mm, interesting. So we'll see what happens. And with clicks, can, how, um, like how many photos can you see of the person that you're matching with? I believe it's about four or five. Okay. Okay. A good selection. Yeah. Mm. A good selection, I Ten. think. I think four's, four's nice. Not speaking from past experience. <laughs> and are you planning to see more of these events in the future? Actually, the event was in such high demand. We had uh, well over 100 women apply for the date escapes that we're going to run it again in May. Uh, go to clickedapp.com slash date escapes and register your interest now. Let's go and put people on a bank holiday break. <laughs> Can you nominate someone else? Oh, a lot of people did come with friends, you know, kind of a wingman. Or I'll come. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see you go away. Um, how do you think the kind of the future of dating is changing in terms of apps? Like what are people looking for and how is Click different? So people have the traditional model of online dating, as I said, it is uh, nobody's got the, the time or, or inclination to fill in 123 pages of questions. Uh, Tinder was pretty revolutionary five years ago, and that's a long time in, in the tech industry. So uh, apps like Clicked, which try and find that middle ground, you know, some personality, you know, but obviously the physical attraction element as well, uh, we think are definitely the future. Mm. Okay, amazing. Thank you. And if you would like to find out more and like download the app, where should they go? To their app store. It's clicked CLI day. <laughs> I'm told to ask that question every time. <laughs> Probably right. gonna spell that one out. Gel's not very tech savvy. <laughs> Interesting case. So it's spelled C L I K D. Is it in the phone book? <laughs> <laughs> Directory. And now joining us, our second guest on our show today is Emily Hill author and journalist hi emily hello thank you for joining us thank you for having me um so you've recently written a book that came out in february all about romance called bad romance can you tell us a bit about the book yes so it's basically for all the ladies who are generally petrified by what they just heard (laughs) uh 
There's a lot of us out there. I mean, the, in Vanity Fair, they described the dating apocalypse, which hit, I think, New York in 2015. And it's all gone very, very badly for us. And it's almost impossible to find love in London. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a book about all my bad... Well, they're not my bad romances. It's inspired, maybe, by the ap- absolute epidemic that we are suffering <laughs> in terms of bad romance, um, especially in London. And uh, I hope that the ladies uh, who are listening and are, you know, still slightly traumatised and trying to kind of scrape their brains, uh, all, all the information for their last dreaded, awful, horrendous date with some man <laughs> who was lied about his height, lied about his age, was rude to them, after which they cried all the way home. This is the book for you. Oh my God, amazing. So nice, positive, uplifting read. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, the thing is, is like, so it's basically a, re- a succession of revenge fantasies. So it is very cheering. You will, you will find yourself punching the air uh, as you read because uh, we fight back in Bad Romance. Oh my God, this is epic. And how did the book come about and how much of your own kind of personal dating life was, was inspired the book? So it's a book of short stories rather than a novel. Um, And I wanted to do that because I think that we haven't really seen like an iconic single girl since Bridget Jones and Carrie Bradshaw. And both of them are married and Bridget Jones has a baby. Um, And I wanted to tell all sorts of women's tales. So I kept, when I was trying to get it published, I kept getting told to make it into a novel or make it into a memoir. And I didn't want it to be just about my experience. I wanted it to be about all kinds of women um from single girls to divorcees to widows to mothers to there's even like a a story about a pregnant lady who goes shoplifting to kind of alleviate her boredom so I've tried to get everybody in there even a supermodel I had Mm. had her do crazy stuff as well and it's nice to see a book that doesn't just have like one lead female protagonist and just showing a very kind of narrow section of society to have a range of women I wanted it to be sort of anti-chiclet I wanted, I mean, the cover, like when we were trying to think about the cover, we agreed that it was absolutely not going to be pink. And now it is bright, shocking pink with uh, a sort of decapitated head, sort of smoking a cigarette and setting a light to a wedding veil. (laughs) So um, I think that hopefully when girls see it and they're feeling a little bit traumatized or they just want to have a laugh, uh, they'll pick it up and read it and they will, you know, laugh out loud. (laughs) I like it. It's like ironically using the pink. It's good. Yeah. What's been, what's been the response? It's been good, actually. It's been really, really good. I wrote this piece for the Evening Standard um, ES magazine, which comes with the Evening Standard, uh, which was about all the single ladies. Oh, my God, sorry. I'm breaking the the equipment. Um, This is the thing. I get a little bit worked up and start banging on the table because I do think that we've been ignored. I think, like, there's more single women alive today than at any point in history. And all we have, uh, you know, we're constantly... I used one of the things I said in the Evening Standard article was, you know, a, a single woman is a very scary thing for society. And they used to ban us at the stake. And now they make us go on Tinder dates. And it's so unfair. <laughs> I'm it's not sure like, which I'm, one's worse. I'm so much happier. I'm so much happier now I don't have to do Tinder dates. And, and like, as horrified as I am by the idea of going on a holiday with somebody I've paired with after three questions, oh, my God, you, I'm, I'm very thankful to you for, for fighting against Tinder. I think you've got to keep doing that. So, um all efforts are appreciated, Matthew. I think there's pros and cons of Tinder, isn't there? It's just gross. It's the detritus. It really is. Like, I used to... When when I was first on Tinder, because I've been single a very, very, very long time, um, people were nice. You know, like, men were nice. They yeah. would sort of chat to you. Now it's just dick pics. One of the... On Snapchat, I, I keep repeating this, this story because I find it so horrifying. I used to be a dating columnist very briefly at Sunday Times Style, 
And a lady uh, wrote to me not very uh, long ago. In fact, I think it was last weekend saying on Snapchat, some man had contacted her and said that by the look of her hair, he was pretty sure she did anal. That was the first message. Oh my God. I've had dick pics. I have had disgusting messages i just i'm so fed up with tinder it's it's gross and it's wrong the thing with tinder is what i find is because it's online people will send messages that they won't never send say in real life, in real life. Exactly. that's the thing yeah. it's a bit like well you wouldn't say like fancy a shag after the like as your opening line yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i would just go up into a, you know wouldn't go in a bar and do that would you i mean at least take me to spoons you yeah. know i'm not asking for a lot they take say me for a sandwich say to your face and you're like are yeah. you kidding me like mm. what, what kind of advert have i put up that makes you think that this is okay but then on the it's flip side are hiding behind it aren't yeah they? but then on the flip side i've been to tinder weddings yeah, I, I, I think those yeah. are mythological things like unicorns. Um, so I'm I could g- invite you to mine. <laughs> really? <laughs> you, had, you had a did Tinder you, wedding. Did you, have you, uh, did this you... summer, yeah. My, Whoa. my fiance on Tinder three How? years ago. Ah, three years ago. See, the, there's yeah. been a culture change. But when change. do you think I the change was? When do you think the change was? I don't know. It's just gone. I just think that Tinder, it, it's just I think last, last two years. I yeah. think when Tinder first came out, people were going on it because it was new and now people go on it because it's Tinder yeah. and they know what they're getting on it. Yeah. But I think when Tinder first came about, people were embarrassed to say, I'm not on Tinder. Mm. Like there was, a, there was kind of like this Cultural secrecy thing. like around it and now everyone's like, I yeah, I'm not on Tinder. Innocence as well. You know, like if, if, you're, if you're genuinely out there trying to seek love, like, now you don't do it on Tinder. You might have done a few years ago when you didn't know what Tinder was. Yeah. I mean, I've got a question down here that's, what are the biggest challenges facing women in the dating world today? I mean, where do, we, where do you think we start? Well, I don't know. I'm very encouraged by this Tinder. I mean, I generally did think that Tinder weddings were like unicorns. I mean, I really, I was, I was absolutely persuaded of this. People say that I have a very negative attitude. I do have, you know, some, some qualms, I must admit. But uh, it's just because it's just been so horrendous. Like, I didn't start off like this. I wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm never going to find love, so I'm not even going to bloody try. Like, I've, you know, I started out optimistic, 30 years old you know I'm still young and I'm about to turn 35 and I haven't had a boyfriend the whole time and you just look at yourself and you go well am I just hideous do I have scales under my clothes as Bridget Jones used to say I mean like what is wrong with me so I decide rather than thinking there's anything wrong with me because I'm a delightful and very nice friend and people do like me I just think there's something else going on and like there's ever increasing numbers of single ladies who feel the same Mm. and I do think that our voices are being silenced quite a lot actually or that we're too embarrassed to say hey I'm looking for love this is what I want and and they're kind of encouraged to kind of get into this culture where it's it's all meaningless shagging and can I just throw in my hat into the ring um with tinder um I think that because there's in London especially there's so much choice that if you go on a tinder day what I found and you're kind of like meh they're okay because it's just like a conveyor belt. Yes, exactly. It's just a conveyor belt. And they're flicking through their phones while you're in the bathroom. Like, they, they, they don't even pretend that they go. I'm sure Matthew did flick through his phone. No, but when we did the market research for the company, it seems that men approach Tinder that with the aim that more matches is the goal rather than the match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's always someone better on their phone. And you just think, hang on, this is like, this is no way. It's just, it's like an antidote to love. Are there, are there any apps or websites that you would use um, for dating? 
<coughs> say clicked. <laughs> Obviously, I will be using clicked. Although I will not be going on any holidays or asking any questions about Harry Potter. Um, I'm afraid. Um, I have done a lot of inner circle things and I did meet quite a nice chap on there who got rid of me fantastically quickly uh I have to say uh he was nice while he was there for all of two seconds uh I hope he's found someone else nice I'm sure he has um <laughs> originally we did actually have Inner Circle on the show tonight did but you? she's she's not well oh shout out Inner Circle <laughs> she could have probably told so, you what happened I mean, to him you upgraded as yeah, well. yeah yeah upgraded <laughs> Uh, and uh, happen I tried a few I mean like happen dates I mean there was the thing is is the worst thing was actually I'm sorry to say because uh, I do write for the Guardian but the worst ones were Guardian soulmates dates because they were so horrendous it was just it was just like things like that you know you'd ask them their favorite book and they'd tell you it was a stupid question or um <laughs> it, and it was just really kind of it's, it's just, just like very Guardian superior readers. kind of <laughs> looking down on you and you're just thinking oh come on give me a break man just give me a break so I ended up used to cry most of the way home sometimes after those dates because I felt so teeny weeny and tiny and, and it's like, a no to Guardian soulmates yeah. for listeners um, and but then on I was kind of unhappen you don't you don't have that experience I had a very nice date well it wasn't a very I mean it was quite a nice date in comparison with my other dates because my other dates have been so appalling but um we he was Italian we didn't really have much to speak about it was very kind of halting conversation and then I asked him where to buy pizza in London and then for the next three hours he told me every place in the whole of London you need to go you you want pumpkin on your pizza and there is some kind of food truck which I believe is in London Bridge but I can't quite remember the uh, details because I do actually I can't actually eat I'm one of those awful people who can't eat gluten so for me (laughs) Uh, that was a question was a bit redundant yeah yeah I mean I feel like I should pass my wisdom on yes in fact I remember there's a place in Stoke Newington which is is it uh, called yard sale uh, no it's not it's some kind of Italian genuinely Italian pizza restaurant that's in Italy so if you want good pizza oh yes oh it's that one I know which one the one I can't remember Um, but I know Pizzeria Michelle that'll probably be it yeah okay We'll find that for you. So I can't, I can't help on the Renaissance. Do you know what I say? I think, I think convert. If you, if you convert to Judaism, and then we'll bring you in, and then get someone will match you up. Excellent. That's be that'd be my recommendation. Brilliant. I didn't really have an option. <laughs> sort of a bit arranged. <laughs> Emily, um, if so, anyone wants to buy your book, where can they well, find well, out more about you? Uh, well, to find out more about me, you can follow me on Twitter. And it's at um, three instead of E and at Thramily Hill. You see Emily Hill with a three. Um, And you can buy my book on Amazon. You can go into Waterstones and demand they stock it. That would be helpful. Uh, Foils. You want to go to Foils. Foils is the great great bookshop. And Burley Fisher, which is a great bookshop in East London. Fantastic. Great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. From food to fitness, bars to going out. This is the AT, the About Time podcast. And here's this week's News in Brief. Japanese ramen restaurant Kanazaya is opening their third site in Islington on March 22nd. And to celebrate, they're running a 50% off soft launch offer between Monday the 19th and Wednesday the 21st of March. Hit up their website to register. And on Tuesday, the 20th of March, Great Gun Social in Borough will host Fodder for their next pop-up residency. Fodder are all about celebrating local wild and seasonal ingredients by foraging for their produce and working with local suppliers to create dishes sourced from the surrounding area. And finally, the new Baileys 
Almond, the vegan-friendly Baileys, is launching the Vegan Treat Shop on the 23rd of March in Soho Square. This indulgent vegan-friendly treat shop... Treat? Treat shot? Treat stop will be gifting visitors with delicious vegan-friendly desserts and sweet treats, as well as a chance to try the new delicious Baileys Almond. And that is this week's News in Brief. Our next guest who's joining us is Saskia. Hello. <laughs> Hi, it's lovely to meet you. Thank you for inviting me on. Uh, very professional. Uh, and you are, you set up a company called Hey Saturday. Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, I set up the world's first dating photography agency. So Hey da, da, da. Saturday. <laughs> um, and why did you set up the world's first dating profile photo agency? Uh, well, you see, I did online dating for about eight years. On and off. Eight years. You're making a face. Is that I know. Time? I love it. I'm time? so into it. Look at me. I'm paranoid. Oh, no. Tell me the, the, the pros, the cons, the peaks, the troughs. Uh, there are a lot of peaks and troughs, a lot of pros and cons. Uh, but yeah, so uh, during this time, I... And, it, and we're going back a few years because I've been with my boyfriend from Guardian Soulmates, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've been together for a, lot, a long time now, but I was doing it kind of way back when. So the photos I was looking at were of guys sitting at their desk looking at their webcam and then behind them they'd have like an unmade bed with like piles of dirty washing and this is basically what I was looking at and the photos were awful and I I just spent eight years looking at photos of guys and I'm a photographer and I'm quite a visual creative person so those kind of photos don't really speak to me Um, but when I decided to set up a photography business I kind of look back on my experiences because they talk about you know you need to be authentic when you set up your business so that it's meaningful to you so I was kind of like right what's meaningful to me and I was like oh yeah those eight years of online dating uh they can suddenly come into play because I thought imagine if you had a dating profile uh and the photo you used was like a really strong powerful one um that just made you stand out with lots of color like imagine what would happen uh so I thought I'd give it a go because you know I used to work at Sky as well in marketing and like at Sky when they market something they use a massive really good powerful image and they might have three words and that's how they sell stuff so I was kind of taking my learning from there and going, well, imagine if we had this great profile, which was just like really good photos that really sold that person, what would happen? So I decided to try. So what sort of poses are we, to- are we talking like a fake picnic, <laughs> a, a solo stroll in the park? Like what do people go and be like, I've got this idea in my head. I want to look nonchalant <laughs> on a bench. And you're like, right. I got it. Yeah, so what, what we actually do is uh, we send them out a, a, um, a questionnaire which asks them questions like, what's inspiring you right now? So what we're trying to do is figure out what their personal brand is. So uh, what, you, what, you, what do you read? What are you watching? Uh, what, what do you like doing in your spare time? What makes you happy? Uh, that kind of thing. And what we're really trying to do, and they quite enjoy filling that in. You know, you know, you'd kind of imagine that people would be like, ugh, I've got to do this questionnaire, but they actually quite love it. Even the guys, they're just like, oh, this is me. But what that's doing is getting them to really think about who they are as a person, what kind of vibe they have. And then the photographers will work with them and try to... Um, well, we try to capture that vibe, however that is, because, I mean, our clients can be literally anybody because it's single people across the UK and also in New York. So it can be literally anybody. Uh, so the photographers need to kind of try and understand what their vibe is. And then if they want to 
so the way we do it, we kind of say that a shoot with Hey Saturday is like having a shoot with your mate who happens to be really good at photography rather mm. than, oh, I'm so desperate. I need to have a professional photo shoot. Like we're totally not like that. Yeah. Like the kind of studio shots, obviously big no, no, or overly posed or like really kind of, yeah, a little bit formal or, you know, studio not shots, gonna like work. the idea of studio shots on a dating profile. I used to see them. Have you ever seen them? I used to see them back in the day when I was, that's what I used to see. Some, some guys would go, okay, I need some good photos and they go in a studio and you're just like, oh my God, no. And, you know, and I it's, think studio it's, shots generally kind of cringe me out. Yeah. yeah like, you know, do their Even with babies. Babies or engagements yeah. and you're in a studio. With a little flat cap on. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or in a pumpkin. Like, put your baby in a pumpkin. Like, Stop babying your baby. I shouldn't say that because people are listening, but, you know, like, it's, yeah. It's that, and that is so not going to work for dating, putting yourself in a pumpkin. And... Do you know what I don't get about dating profile, um, photos on a dating profile, when all their photos are just selfies? Yeah. That's doing nada for you, mate. Or all Absolutely. with their top off. And are you talking about guys here? Because guys really should never, ever do selfies. Yes. Like, women in their 20s can get away with it. it because a guy thinks it's quite an intimate... They feel like it's an intimate. They're getting... They feel, yeah, like yeah, they're connecting with them. But women over 30s... And I hate all this women this and women that should do, shouldn't do that. But actually, women in their 30s, or over the 20s anyway, shouldn't be using them at all. They're not great and men should never use them men just should not use selfies to to women it's like you just think oh you're desperate like or you haven't got any mates or you know one of those kind of thoughts is going through your head so yeah definitely guys should be i can't believe you've seen one of these guys. so many uh, men, snapchat filters though men don't really know Weird. their angles <laughs> Like my boyfriend will take a photo and or he'll take a photo of me and I'll just look like a thumb. Like you just, they don't know. A <laughs> lovely Jewish thumb. A nice Jewish thumb. They just, he just don't know angles. Like, I like think I'm dating thumb. a nice Jewish thumb. It doesn't even look like me. That's what happens. So this is why this agency like needs yeah. to exist. I have a very weak chin. That's my... So I do look like Peter Kay with a wig. So what we just, <laughs> so, so we have tips, but you know we have tricks. That do you we do have for a do week you have tricks? But that's the worst thing, though, isn't it? Because imagine if if my yeah, chin looked lovely on a photo, and I met this guy at say for argument's sake, spoons, and he's like, "Oh God, this girl's chin is out of this control." If you actually look at any of our podcast artwork, every series, and this has got a teacup over her chin. Yeah. <laughs> that's her pose, literally. Well, you know, people. How do you get rid of the chin? So we, we'd probably stand, have you sitting in a chair, stand slightly above you. Yes. Tilt you, tilt you a little bit like that. It's hard to explain the it. The kind of Tilting. Yeah, the kind of thinker vibe. Mm. But they'd be higher up than you. So that would, that would uh, work. Ang- it's all about so the angles, Gels. It's, it is exactly. It's about the angles. But, you know. Not the thumb angles. <laughs> yeah. But you can't, that's the thing though, isn't it? That, that's, I think that's one of the worst things with dating profiles. I'm going to be honest here. Is that when you see someone on a photo and then you see them in real life and then they're maybe larger than... Um, <laughs> or older. Okay, so this is the one thing that made me start my business is I went on a date with a guy who looked like David Beckham. David Beckham, we're going back a few years. Naughties. Um, yes, naughties, David Beckham. So I was like, okay, this is going to be good. When the guy turned up, he actually looked like Columbo. And I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He'd actually come straight from a club in Vauxhall and not a good one. And was shuffling along in a Mac. You know, it was a lunch date on Sunday and he'd come straight from the club. Anyway, he looked like Columbo. But um, my point is that... 
if you if he I actually prefer Columbo like I am you know that whole 70s vibe I quite fancy Columbo so had he been genuine if he'd used a genuine photo of him looking like Columbo I would have probably preferred to go out with him anyway but what he did was he he deceived me before I'd even got would you say catfish or was that I think cat, that's a little bit strong. Well, mm. actually, kitten fish, actually, as we got told yeah. earlier. Kitten, <laughs> kitten yeah, fishing. fishing, that is. That is yeah. It's a little, a little bit me. of a lie. Yeah. cat. <laughs> kitten fished me. I can't even say it. But, um, yeah, so you, you should always use authentic photos. Whatever yeah. you're using, use authentic ones, because you'll never, the date will never go beyond date one if you've done something to um, con them, basically. If you've mm. lied about your age, if you, you know, you know, heavier than you are in real life. Yeah. You know, you're not going to win them over with your personality. They are out the door because they're just thinking, you've deceived me and like before I've even met you. Yeah, it's not a good starting. No, no, you're not going to have a relationship with And that's all you can think about. Mm. Exactly. I've been deceived. (laughs) (laughs) But people do think they can, well, once they meet me, I'll win them over. No, no, you won't. They're just sitting there thinking, he lied to me. I'm not doing this. Do you have more men or women that come to you or is it kind of like an equal? Uh, When I started, it was more women and... um, and I think that's just because women are a bit more proactive about stuff. But now it's about 50 50. Um, and I actually think men need it probably more because lo- lots of women have girlfriends who take photos of each other and stuff, whereas guys really never do. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're about 50 50, to be honest. And what I don't get is when their profile is just all of them in a group shot. I'm like, I don't know who you oh, are. I don't know who you are. About to do a Liz Lemon eye roll at that. It's like the worst. And you know, you're putting in so many barriers when you have photos of like just loads of people in it's it. It's like you on a rugby night out and it's like 50 guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really good. You're all in Where's Wally's outfit, literally. Where are you? <laughs> and are there people um, at His Last Day who help writing the actual profiles? Uh, we connect to uh, Rebecca Perkins, who, who, who does that service for them. But what we do is we don't write it for them. Because that would, you know, we don't believe in that. Mm. We help them to create it themselves. And to make it sound good, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, yeah, we can do that. And in your your experience of running the company, how do you think dating has changged? And also with your clients, like, what what, have their needs changed? Uh, Well, when I first started, it was on the cusp. It was just before Tinder, I think, on the cusp. So, actually, when I started, people there was like a, still a stigma I don't know if you guys remember dating when there was a stigma of online dating it's like oh no, god I was like too embarrassed to tell people that we met on tinder or whatever but um yeah so people would come to me and it was like all, all on the down low like I don't want anyone to know and you know uh, so that was quite hard to market it and stuff but uh then with tinder no one you know everyone's doing it it became fine so that's one of the changes it's just become completely normal uh but I think uh, in terms of, I mean, I heard the lady, Emily. S- Emily slagging off Tinder earlier. I agree, there are a lot of issues with Tinder, but I will say the one thing I do like about it is that it has um, increased the number of interracial relationships in America and, and in the UK, which um, I am, you know, I am the spawn of an interracial relationship. So I'm all for that. And that's something that, you know, probably would have taken years to get to that point without online dating. So I think. Uh, I, I know there's lots of issues with it, but I think from that perspective, it's quite good. It does get people out of their circle and looking at, you know, meeting people that they wouldn't normally meet, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but I think what she was talking about, the kind of the apocalypse of the, uh, you know, kind of online dating for women is very true. Um, I did a Women of the World session on, on the weekend and there are a lot of unhappy women out there who are seeing guys who are 
texting while they're on dates with them and mm. sleeping around and all this kind of stuff. So, um, and that's, I think, got worse since I've been... When I, when I was dating, you know, a guy wouldn't actually... He might be texting or chatting to someone else, but I don't think he'd actually be sleeping with someone else while they're, you know, still kind of seeing you but I think now that's moved in that you know they're sleeping with other people while still seeing you do you think it's sleeping with do you, you think it's because of these apps it's all become a bit disposable yeah definitely I mean for guys it's a lot of it's about there's they're on there for, for their ego for ego purposes not necessarily for relationships so yeah they kind of feel like they've been given a certain amount of power and they're using that and women are kind of going oh what am I what am I meant to do? Am I meant to keep up with these guys or, or what? So, yeah, it is tricky. For anyone that wants a professional photo done for their profile, how can they get in touch? They can hit up our website, which is at www.heysaturday.co. Dot UK? No. Just, just dot co. co. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm groovy. I'm, I'm, I'm the future, baby. I've been told. <laughs> yeah, just dot co. Yeah. I might, I might do one. Well, we might get oh, a photo yeah. taken. Why yeah, put me in it? a pumpkin. Why don't we do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got some or great standing... ideas. Some great ideas for you, actually. <laughs> or t- just with me and loads of root vegetables. <laughs> I was thinking earlier when you say you fill in a form, I was imagining Alicia filling in her form. It's like, what do you like to do in your free time? All I know that you do is make vegan chili. Yeah. At home. I'm not even <laughs> vegan. But no. also I'm like, well, I really like Jackie Chan. <laughs> okay. I love Jackie Chan. Oh, there's a lot we can do with that. Can we? <laughs> I mean, rush hour. <laughs> we do some Jackie Chan inspired photos absolutely I, I think we could him. have a lot of fun with that and a pumpkin and a pumpkin yeah he always does that, <laughs> that like thumbs up thumbs up yeah, I'm not sure how good that's going to be on a dating profile yeah that's what I mean maybe I'll have to mm. rein it in the moves are, the or moves, me on a though. horse maybe some moves yeah you on a horse <laughs> <laughs> just riding around Hyde Park you need to tone Alicia down on the yeah maybe just me and the coffee yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know like Keep- don't look at the camera Keep it, keep it candid. Yeah, all about the candid. Great, thanks for... Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been fun. This is the AT, the About Time podcast. So where have you been eating this week, Angelica? Oh, God, I've eaten out every night this week. Every night. I didn't have a meal at home last week. Awful. But on class side, let's talk about. So um, I basically ate three nights of sushi... Um, and kind of got to a point where I was like, I actually can't look at any more sushi. First night, I got a takeaway from sushi shop. Disappointing. Really? Very refrigerated. Sushi shop is not cheap. They've got branches in South Ken. I think they've got one in Hampstead. Marlebone. And I was thinking it was going to be really good because, I don't know, it looks really fancy. It's really overpriced. It's really disappointing. It was just like quite cold. I don't like sushi too cold. So anyway, that was Monday night. Tuesday night, I went to Beaverbrook, which is um, a beautiful English countryside hotel in Surrey um, near Leatherhead. And they've just undergone a £70 million refurbishment and reopened the hotel. It is so stunning. It's All the suites are themed by famous people. So we stayed in the Elizabeth Taylor suite. And all the interiors are inspired by Elizabeth Taylor. There's this Elizabeth Taylor photos, books, the whole thing. There's like old Hollywood style phones. Super cool. And they have Rudyard Kipling suites and uh, Virginia Woolf, all kinds of stuff like Yates. Like really, really cool, literary inspired, all that kind of stuff. Really beautiful. And in the hotel, they have a Japanese restaurant, which I was like, hmm, Japanese restaurant in an English countryside hotel in Leatherhead, like wasn't holding out hope. 
it was unbelievable like honestly one of the best japanese meals i've ever had they've got a, a chef from tokyo and they're doing kind of and they've got lots of traditional japanese so like sushi and sashimi and nigiri but also some like really creative sushi dishes and normally when it comes to sushi and creativity i'm always a bit like oh not sure because yeah you often get really like mayo heavy not particularly tasty just a bit too creative i like sushi quite simple but their stuff was amazing like really really impressive so things like fatty tuna nigiri with truffle using miso and fresh summer truffles like tuna and truffle just like the best mix ever and um yellowtail like hamachi with yellow chili ponzu and black quinoa so like crunchy quinoa on on nigiri amazing and salmon with smoked soy crust and wild black garlic so like they were doing nigiri but then they're adding like unusual toppings and that kind of thing and it just works so well like really really impressive food and you can do the omakase which is where you try all of the different individually garnished nigiri i super recommend it that was great and then the following night I went to Oka in Kingley Court which after Beaverbrook wasn't was it still nice though it was nice they lack gluten free options that's all I'd say because usually a Japanese are very, it's a very good cuisine for gluten free um, Oka was actually because it, it's quite concept sushi lots of the sushi is like in tempura or like wrapped in some kind of breadcrumb and most of them they couldn't change so I, that's the only thing i'd say is like if you're going and you want to have gluten-free food not the best i also had a two mission star dinner just fyi it was delicious a lot of foam <laughs> so many courses so it was nine courses yeah little pipettes of everything was, so this was in zurich i went to a hotel called atlantis by gardenio and they have a two mission star restaurant called echo so we did the nine course tasting menu with paired wines obviously i was pissed by the second one um and what I, what they don't tell you is that you do nine courses and then three kind of pre pre appetizer greetings so they call it greetings from the chef so every two minutes someone would come out with like a tiny little greeting and those greetings before the first course and there was three dessert greetings before the dessert so i think like 13 courses in but really beautiful food were you hung were you did you feel satisfied so i i've done like a couple of tasting menus and i know that by the end you're always full but you do get that slight panic at the start because when it says like for example we had a tuna toro which was poached with some cucumber and yuzu you think when you order tuna in a restaurant you'll get a tuna steak we're talking about one piece of tuna yeah or when you get like a soup it'll be like in a little thimble so obviously my bro- uh, my boyfriend was just having every bit of bread on the table and he was ordering more bread baskets so he was panicking but actually yeah it was it was it's also very rich when you do a tasting menu so you were full by the end so yeah if you want to have some mission star cuisine i recommend echo in uh, in zurich if you're ever in the zurich area <laughs> um how about you Anissi? where have you been eating and drinking um i went south actually and i feel like um Southland is on our minds today. Um, I went to Daddy Bao in Tooting. Um, so Daddy Bao is the second restaurant from the team behind Mr. Bao in Peckham. Um, and it's just really, really bloody good ta- Taiwanese food. Really soft, fluffy, pillowy baos. Um, and they're pulled, um, their pork belly is their signature. So it's pork belly with pickles and peanut powder, which was delicious. However, their beef brisket bao was stunning. Really? So good. Yeah, so good. And I really like bao because it's a very sociable cuisine and you can order more. Mm. And, you know, I just really like, I just love those little buns. (laughs) They're so cartoon like. Um, And the cocktails were really good. Um, So we started with some aubergine uh, with sesame 
fail safe combo mm. um and some taiwanese fried chicken which was equally delicious um and then i had the pork bao had the beef bao and then i was like oh, it's a chicken bao gotta try it and honestly, I was just a bit like, Meh, it's, it's slow-cooked chicken. I wasn't really like... I don't think, yeah, chicken bao to me doesn't sound like the best combo. Yeah, and it it was incredible. Really? Yeah, it tasted a bit like a Christmas sandwich because it had this red cabbage pickle, but it was really, really good. So good, good bows, would you recommend? <laughs> yes, they're really nice. Did you have any cocktails? Um, yes, I had this um, plum wine Negroni, mm-hmm. which is not really what I order. Yeah, I'm surprised. That's not really your kind of drink. I, no, I had a had a glass of Savvy B and then I just went a bit crazy. Um, but the thing with Bao is this, is that it's, it can add up quite easily. Mm. If you're paying like £4.50, £5 a Bao, and you're eating what, like four, three to four Bao? Like, that's 20 meal. quid. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And you, you always get caught out with small plates in that way. And also when you keep ordering, you get a taste and then you just want to order more. Yeah. Um, and my friend who um, came with me is veggie and she had this shiitake mushroom one that would been cooked in such a way that the mushroom was quite meaty and she loved it. Amazing. Um, and then I went, have you been? I went a little bit up market, mm. didn't I? Went to the Gong Bar at Shangri-La Hotel. Ooh, very nice. Uh, took my mum, took my family there, surprised them. Um, we actually took us about half an hour to get to the bar because we just kept videoing everything. <laughs> Literally, like she was like doing like a photo shoot. She's like, I've got to show the girls from work. <laughs> and then like me and my brother were like sat on these sofas and it was just all very awkward. Um, but when we did actually get to the bar, um, Gong Bar's very, have you been? Uh, I have been, yeah. It's, it's very swanky. Yes. I mean, on Saturday night, the tunes were pumping, you know? <laughs> Um, and all my family just have a really big love affair with amaretto sours. So they all got amaretto sours, which they then proceeded to neck quite quickly. And I was like, let's just sip this. <laughs> let's just take in the view. Um, and they have a new um, director's menu. So each cocktail has been inspired by a director. So you've got um, Peter Jackson, Christopher Nolan, Sofia Coppola. Um, I had a Steven Spielberg cocktail. That's cool. Um, which was called Fear the Jungle. It was very fruity, very tropical. Um, it had some pisco in it, banana, pineapple juice, other delicious stuff. Um, and it came with a lot of um, foliage and a dead scorpion that I could eat if I, if I chose to. Did you choose to? Um, no. No, my brother, I, I bet my brother a pound <laughs> to eat it. And he did. And he was like, ooh very spicy um but yeah no the cocktails there I, you can't have a bag of cocktail at gong bar you really can't and i really like about it which you can most places do it but you can be like hey i just want to espresso martini or i just want a french martini or you know yeah, and they could just make it up and, for you. but really really good really good so i think cocktails 18 pound a pop you're not just going to go there on a monday night but then to go to the view at the shard is about that so yeah. you do you go to the shard at the same time? And they, and they put some lovely barbecued roasted almonds. <laughs> Even though we'd had dinner, we then inhaled the lot. Um, I think it's one of those places that, yes, it is on the more slightly expensive side, but you, unbelievable cocktails, a view. And it's one of those things, it's a quite a special occasion. Um, and yeah, I, their cocktails are next level. Amazing. Thanks for chatting to us about it. So um, this week we've been talking all things dating. If you would like to find out more um, about the show or follow us, um, we're on Twitter at the underscore AT show. And you can find me at Jelly Malin on Twitter. And at Alicia underscore Grimshaw. See you next week.
been listening to the AT. For more of the best things to do in London and beyond, visit abouttimemagazine.co.uk or follow us at About Time Mag. This has been a Candy Store production for About Time Magazine, hosted by Angelica Malin and Alicia Grimshaw and produced by Van Connor. Spirit Body by Katza appears under Creative Commons 3.0. Visit KatzaMusic.com for more, with recording facilities in partnership with Jova London. Head to JovaLondon.com for more information. 